Michigan knocked off Alabama. Who's the most valuable prospect from this game? And why is it running back? Blake Corm, we're going to tell you why and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Thank you all so much for making Locked On NFL Draft your your, uh, first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a NASA scout and a senior draft analyst. And I got to kick this introduction over to my partner in crime, my brother, uh, Keith Sanchez, Mr. LSU himself. You can find and follow him on X at the talent code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 National Champ with those LSU Bingo Tigers, man, here to bring you championship-level content surrounding the NFL Draft 24-7, 365, man, the other part of this dynamic duo that we like to call the Locked On NFL Draft, where we talk about everything college football. We talk about everything NFL football, and like we like to say, it all starts with the NFL Draft, man. I want to say shout-out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us. Man, if you haven't hit the like button, go ahead and hit that like button at the end of the show, middle of the show. Once we start talking, man, go ahead and comment, and then don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're not subscribed already. DP, you talked about it, man. We are going Bama versus Michigan recap, man. Who is the MVP, the most valuable prospect? We're talking about that. And then we're going to get into our classic segment of the stock up, stock down segment with these draft prospects. But DP, before we get started, man, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor? Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. The most valuable prospect, the MVP, when Michigan knocked off Bama in a game that went into overtime, it was a hard-hitting slugfest. Keith, I, I think for, for me, I don't know how you feel, but for me, I got to go to, you know, stick with my running backs here. And that was one of the best players on the field. And that's Blake Corum mm-hmm. uh, from Michigan. Running back from Michigan, listed at 5'8", 215, 220 pounds, 19 carries, 90 yards, 4.7 yards per, and he had – uh, two touchdowns in this game. He had a rushing and a receiving touchdown. And, and Keith, the things that we know about Blake Corm, right? Uh, tough runner, low center of gravity, but the footwork, the 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 quick twitch quickness in in tight confined spaces. That game, essentially, the game winning touchdown when they ran power, you know, from the right to the left side of the formation with the puller in front of him. He pressed the interior uh, of of the offensive line kind of pulled those defenders into him, and he jump cut right back outside, followed his lead blocker, made another jump cut, or another kind of side cut, you know, once he was able to get upfield into the second and third level of the defense and then walked into the end zone, Keith. And, and, and for me, man, like, I wondered, Bama defensive line is good, right? But what I loved what Michigan and J- Jim Harbaugh was able to do, they attacked those linebackers with Blake Corn. They attacked him in the passing game. They attacked him in the run game, right? The eye discipline, the pre-snap motion, stuff like that. Blake Corm, I think this was a, a big game for him to show his full array of skills, right? Not, not only can I run the ball and get 25 touchdowns from the one, 
right? I'm not just a goal line short yardage back. I can make plays in the passing game. Not only that, if you remember the, the, the final drive for them in regulation to go and tie the game up, he leaked out of the backfield wide open, caught the ball, and got about 20, 30 yards to kind of get them down the field within scoring distance and everything. Man, he he, he was just – he was Michigan's best player, uh, especially on offense. The defense did a lot of good things, but Blake Corham deserves a lot of love. I got to give him his flowers. Yeah, I'm I'm going I'm to I'm double down on that, right? I'm going Blake Corham also as the most valuable player, but valuable prospect, right? When we're talking about adding value to your draft stock, um, most valuable prospect in DP, I'm going to go as far as this, that if voters were not so biased and quarterback biased, mm-hmm. Blake Corham would probably be the Heisman winner. And the reason is this, right? That we we like winners, right? We like players that can win football games and his team has won. We want people to be responsible for winning. Penn State, Ohio State, Bama in the playoff game, all of their big-time matchups, he's been the one that's responsible for them winning the football game. So that's why I That's why I make that statement that if he was a quarterback, we'd have said, hey, this guy's balling out. He's the quarterback. He can throw the football. He's carrying his team. Blake Corham is carrying his team, right? Like, make no mistakes about it. And I think that you had no choice if you're a college football fan, right? Now there's only four teams playing. So you have to watch Michigan versus Bama, and you watch this guy, and you're like, you know what? This guy is just the best player on his offense. And and it's, it's, it's quote-unquote, not the 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 I guess you could say the sexy thing to do with saying that a running back is leading the offense because you know quarterbacks are the most important players on the field. They carry the team. They're the leaders. They you get what I'm saying. Nobody wants to give Blake Corum his credit, man. So I just wanted to give him his credit. Like I said, if he was a quarterback, he probably wouldn't want to hide because his team is undefeated in the playoffs, number one seed, beating everybody. And he showed up in every big time moment that they that they needed. So um, shout out to Blake Corum. DP, is there another? angle that you want to take in because I, I want to real quick um you know before we transition in like a minute and a half the draft prospect process of it it did, did it do anything for you in that capacity um I, I think it I think it did it helped him because this was his toughest test in my opinion right Nick Saban and, and that defensive that defensive group that he put on the field they mm-hmm. knew who the best player on Michigan's offense was and, the, and who they run the offense through all season, we've been saying, man, can we get a little J.J. McCarthy love in the passing game from game to game and consistently, consistency, right? And and, be, and seeing it consistently. Why we say that? Because they run the ball through Blake Corm. Blake Corm has over 1,100 yards rushing this year, but he has 25 rushing touchdowns. 25 rushing touchdowns. The young man it, it did That's everything right. for this team and for this offense. So I think for me, Keith, did, did, he, did, did he look as explosive as he did last year in open field? Not necessarily. He did during the season. He did look a little, a little slower to me. But I heard in the preseason that he ad- added some muscle, added some weight. So what does that typically do? It does kind of slow you down a little bit, right? But everything else is still the same. His process as a running back, outside of Travion Henderson, he's got the best process: vision, mm-hmm. patience, yep. cutting ability, be able to make you miss in tight, confined spaces, right? You talk about meeting him in the alley. You an alley defender. You run in the alley with him. You want to meet him in the phone booth. He's going to make you miss, man. And that's just what he's able to do. And then topping that off with showing showing what he can do as a receiver out of the backfield, especially in the low red zone, where it's a, hey, if you think that if they if you believe they're going to key on me so much as a runner, we go in shotgun, fake the inside zone. Let me 
hit the the the, uh, the offensive line and then let me leak through because that linebacker is going to shoot down and once they realize you got the ball nobody's going to care about me anymore dump it off right it was kind of the 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 art the, the mesh concept with the rb mesh where he's the, the crosser he just comes out of the backfield and you know what i mean it leaks from the backfield on that low red zone touchdown so i think he helped himself uh especially when we don't know who rb1 is right now like no one has a clue which is a good thing i don't want to hear the, the the group think you know what i mean right, trevion right, henderson right, yeah. would be my rb1 because he has the best skill set paired with athleticism. But if he goes back to school, like they're, all the rumors are pointing to, this, this that RB1 spot is open, and I think Blake Corm has a, a very compelling argument for it. Yep, no, I agree 100%. That's why I wanted to ask the question. I'm right there. I think his, his draft stock, and it's not the stock up, stock down segment, right? It's the MVP segment. But I think he's he's elevating himself to being like, you know what, a team is going to take a chance on him because this guy's a workhorse, and he's going to get the job done. But DP, we got to go to more players that got the job done, man, on on what that was Monday night in that, that playoff game. And we're going to go and transition into the stock up, stock down segment, man. I think this thing might, might be Michigan loaded, DP. It might be a lot of Michigan players on this stock up, stock down segment. So coming up next, man, the stock up, stock down segment. Guys, you shouldn't have to worry when it comes down to buying tickets to your next big event. But if you wait to the last minute, you will because you're trying to find the best deals and you're trying to compete with other buyers and avoid dealing with scammers and scalpers. All right, but let me introduce you to Game Time. They are the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, comedy, theater events near you, okay? What are their other benefits? Well, let me tell you, guys. Last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. Their tickets are easy to find and buy. But this is my favorite part, and it should be yours. They show the views from all the seats in the venue, so before you purchase your ticket, you know which vantage point you will have if you purchase said ticket. Right now, on the Game Time app, if you want to see Victor Wimbignana in the NBA with the San Antonio Spurs, they're coming to the Spectrum Center in Charlotte to face the Charlotte Hornets on January the 19th, and you can get tickets as low as $21 on the Game Time app. So all you need to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for twenty dollars off your purchase. Stock up, Keith, and and for me, one of the guys that I've had my eyes on this season stepped into that wide receiver one role for Michigan, Roman Wilson. Roman yep. Wilson, it, like what he was able to do, right? And, and for me, he showcased a lot. He caught, he was targeted five times, caught four of them for seventy three yards. He led them in receiving, average over eight slightly over 18 yards per catch and he had the the touchdown uh i think he caught the touchdown was it to was it to not not in overtime i think it was the one that to send them to overtime but he caught that touchdown but it was the play before that keith where roman wilson for those who don't know he's listed at six foot 192 so he's probably going to be five ten five eleven Right, like we know, schools don't really tell the truth on their websites, so he's probably 5'10 to 5'11. So he's a kind of a shorter sized uh wide receiver, but he's got legitimate speed. I think you know, coming out of high school, he was a four low 4'4, four, four, high 4'3 four, guy, so he's got oh, he's got crazy speed. But the play, Keith, on the over route where JJ McCarthy is actually not accurate on the throw, he throws it high and Roman Wilson climbs the ladder, goes up, helmet or higher, snatches it, and then transitions into a runner to get yards after the catch and put them in the red zone, in the low red zone, where then he took – and I, I'm happy they did it. Any If a guy gets you down inside the five, reward him, okay? And they rewarded him with the touchdown, man. And, Keith, I think his stock is up because, again, this is a loaded wide receiver group. 
But what did we see from 2023? We saw Tank Dale ball out, right? You know what I'm saying? We've seen Josh Downs ball out. And those are guys that didn't meet the quote-unquote measurables. Puka mm-hmm. Nakua balled out. Puka Nakua yep. is a bigger guy, but he doesn't meet the speed measure, the speed requirements, right? So all the different things that, that people use to knock these guys, they all balled out. So it's like for me, man, I think Roman Wilson has the speed. He showcased the ball skills, the toughness. I remember, I think, when they beat Ohio State, he was in the press conference running his – he was talking his talk, talking trash. Like, he knows he's not Marvin Harrison Jr., but it didn't matter to him. He's got dog in him, man. Well, he's got Wolverine in him, right? So, you know what I'm saying? I want to say his stock is up, Keith. I think think a a team is going to be happy with what they get from him. You think about the Tennessee Titans needing – uh, more speed on their offense. Yeah. You got a big arm quarterback yeah. in Will Levis, and you want to press the you press the and push the ball down the field. Those deep overs, those deep crossers, those post patterns out in one on one coverage. Roman Wilson can do those things for you, and I think he'll you know guys teams with big arm quarterbacks. You want to get vertical, you need it yourself, a Roman Wilson. Yeah, I, I think the question is going to be how athletic is he, right? Like, what what type of game changing athletic ability and speed does he bring to the table? Um, because you you mentioned the Tank Dells, but I also want to throw out this name too, the Jalen Waddle, right? Like Jalen Waddle as as a player, and I wonder if he's that, right? Like, what, what if, if this is Jalen Waddle, then talk about potential first round player, right? That just nobody's really discussing from the athleticism perspective, and and also I don't know if he has the film resume, right? That yeah. Jalen Waddle had at the time at Bama, but he also didn't have the quarterback that Jalen Waddle had. I mean, yeah, that what Jalen Waddle had during his time at Bama. So offensive think- system. Yeah, and, and the offensive system, right? Bama was throwing the football, and then Michigan is running it 60, 70 times. 45 so. football, baby. <laughs> so it's definitely interesting. DP, I'm going to stay with Michigan, but I'm going to go to the defense side of the football, and this is a name that nobody's discussing, but I think he's one of the better um, players in his position group, and that's linebacker Junior Coson. Um, a guy that just he, he flashed to make a couple plays to me, man. And I think he's listed at 6'2, 6'3, 230 pounds. And I like his versatility. He can play the stack backer position, he can walk down to the line of scrimmage. And when I watch his, we talked about process as a running back, right? But what is your process as a linebacker? Keen and diagnosing, right? Taking your read step, um, you know, sitting at four and a half yards, taking your read step against the run, reading your guard, uh, you know, to your quarterback. I, I, I like what he can do. Um, and I, I think he's a pretty good athlete, and I think he has versatility as far as whether he can play in a 3-4-4-3 or whether he can be a, a a Mike backer, right, or he can play, you know, the strong or the will, right? I think he, 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 he'll he probably check all of those boxes when it comes to, okay, is he tall enough? You know, the, what does the weight look like? Um, you know, arm length, versatility. Like, I think he'll check all of those boxes away. I think he's he, he should – and I'm dive back into the film completely, right? But I think he checks off as like a complete linebacker prospect. So if you're a team that needs a linebacker, then this is the guy you, you, you kind of look at that, hey, if nobody else is talking about him, we could snatch him in the third or fourth round. Let's go get him, right? We have a starting linebacker. No, 100%. He's played most of the season with like a club on his hand. Yeah, and that, that was the other part, yep. Like he's still tackling and the range. And, and this was a guy I was excited for, excited about from the summer when, when I watched him in the summer. I was like, man. Like he legitimately is a he's a he's a great like middle linebacker and it just if it, it felt weird and that's why I tweeted out during the you know um Monday night during the game like man if you didn't know that Michigan has legit NFL talent on their defense now you know because now it felt know. like no one was talking about 
Junior Colson, right? And as we got closer and closer to the draft season, Peyton Wilson's name popped up, right? We talked about Jeremiah Charter Jr. and Barrett Carter before Barrett decided to go back to Clemson. And, you know, Tommy Eichenberg, who's in the uh-huh. same conference, but no one ever talked about Junior. And it's like, man, this, this, this young man can ball. I like the instincts. He was flying all over the field, man. And, and you know, this, I think he did some spy stuff with, with, uh, with Jalen Milrow a yep. little bit as well. Blitz. They simulated pre- – they- Mentor, who's their defensive coordinator, did so many simulated pressures against Jalen Milrow, like and that offensive line, man, like it, he was harassing them. It was some Brenton Venables type of stuff, like just exotic, frustrating, everything else, man. So I, I really, I, I walked away just impressed with how that defense played overall and, and everything. But Keith, I think another guy that I would say, uh, you know, stock up for is is you know, is Michigan safety Rod Moore, man. Uh, he, he's Got one more year of eligibility. He's listed at six foot one ninety eight, but like there was a play in the game where, where Jalen Milrow, I think it might have been third quarter ish, took a deep shot. Now, if the receiver goes up and may, and attacks the ball at the highest point, I think he can come down with it. He tries to wait on it. Rob Moore shows the range and speed, gets over there, closes that distance, right, gets to the spot, and he plays to the receiver and, and breaks up the pass. That's not a lot because that would have put them inside i think the five yard line and i think that was a that was a pivotal play because i think bama ended up punting on that drive so rob moore was all over the place like you see him up high on top of the roof as a single high he'll play too high he can kind of walk down and be a plus one in the run and run defense and i think where this is a safety class that is a little i don't even say underwhelming it's just no one talks about it outside of tyler Mm -hmm. newbin um and uh why am I forgetting my guy Cam, Cam Cam yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like there's a lot of money to be made for a guy like Rod Moore because he can do so many different things. Whereas into like a guy like Kalen Bullock, wherever you know from USC that people were kind of really excited about because his range is a free safety, but his uh his inability as a or his ability exactly. to tackle in open in open field makes him a little bit of a liability key. So I, I think. For me, man, I wanted to highlight Rod Moore, man, because I think his stock is up. Well, you know, I think he battled some injuries a little bit at times this year, but I, I really like what I saw from him, uh, Keith. But also, and I texted you during the game about the about your boy from Bama, man, mm-hmm. Justin Ebo Eboigby. That's what Eboigby, I didn't say yeah, it right the, the, the previous pod that we talked about him, but I got <laughs> it just now. Justin Eboigby, man, like yes, Blake Corm had a good game. But the reason why they didn't run for two, 300 yards like they've been doing all season, Justin was a big part of that, man. The way he was playing with, with, with immense quickness off the ball, the physicality. He was resetting the line of scrimmage, stacking guys, just clogging lanes, but then also getting in the backfield, right? He, he, he's like, yeah, yeah, I heard y'all say I'm the, the, the traditional, typical five-tech run-stopping Nick Saban defensive end. I can get in the backfield, too. I can mm-hmm. get back there, man. I, I came away impressed with what he did, and I think his stock is up, and he made himself some money, Keith. 
Yeah, no, he, he definitely did, DP. And I think it was this has been a weird year for Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. The, the star power isn't there like it is in, in, in past years, right? Both offensively and defensively, right? It's just not the same stars. So you get collective efforts, but he was able to stand out on that defense, DP, um, during that game. See, I definitely want to give credit to Justin Boyby. I think he, he'll be down at the senior bowl also to so be able to mm-hmm. watch him in some one-on-one reps. And like you said, stock up, but stock could be all the way up on this guy. He can elevate himself into, you know, potentially – second round type of uh, type of football player. But DP, let's go to the flip side, right? Let's flip this thing on his head. Let's talk about the stock down guys, man. So coming up next, man, we're going to talk about those guys that didn't necessarily perform up to the threshold that we thought they would. Guys, we were just wrapping presents for Christmas time. Now the NFL regular season is wrapping up itself, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. New customers get $150 back in bonus bets guaranteed, guys, when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Heath, I tweeted about this guy, and you talk about having a horrible day. Center Seth McLaughlin for Alabama, 6'4", listed at 6'4", 301. I lost count of how many low snaps he snapped in this game. And the final play where I I can say I called out Tommy Reese and his play calling for it. I did not like the play call for a QB draw or a quote-unquote QB counter of power with the pulling guard from backside and stuff like that on fourth down inside. the. I was not a fan of it. Now, again, looking at the all-22 angle from behind the quarterback, you say, okay, it could have worked. Why didn't it work? Well, Seth McLaughlin with another bad snap, low snap, throws off the timing of it all, and, and, and Jalen Milrow, who's a young player, is just trying to improvise at that point. Yeah, and, right? and more, more importantly, you probably sent your quarterback into some type of panic mode. Yes. And, and what you did was you pulled his eyes down. Yep. And that's why everybody's like, oh, he didn't hit the hole. Well, it's like, yeah, because you sped up his process and then his eyes were further down than what he wanted to be. You're not supposed to be looking at the ground, right? And then he knew that he only had half a second to make a decision. Like you said, from the the the, the end zone angle, all 22, it was open, right? It was, it, it, it was open. The play was open. It was to be had. And I couldn't help but think that Jalen Milrow being a runner, right, with the numbers, seeing the numbers and how it was blocked up, that he's a running quarterback. I think he ran for 20 would he run 25 times, right? So he, he he was comfortable doing that, and the play was open. I think the low snap literally threw off everything, right? Because even DP, you don't even know if they were if that thing was supposed to widen, because I believe they sent some type of orbit motion, right? Like it was an orbit type of bubble motion. Mm-hmm. So if that snap is good, he might have even had time to fake the orbit motion, right? Fake yeah. the throwing motion and then get the defender to move to even open up that thing even more, right? Like, so the low snap just kind of threw everything off. Um, it I'm, happened I'm multiple you. times, too, because remember, he snapped it to the left and to his feet. They traveled back like 15 yards. Yeah. And I think it put them in like third and 23. 
Like he, I think no, he had it was one drive. He had back to back bad snaps where they mm-hmm. were on the f- plus forty five. By the time those two plays were ended and they were like third down, they were like third and th- almost thirty at their yeah. own thirty eight. Like they lost multiple yards off of that, and it was just and then it, it was. <laughs> Keith, I'm not gonna lie, like the 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 former player in me, like being a running back and stuff like that, just watching him, like he, I think he was yelling at one of the offensive linemen talking about Seth McLaughlin. I'm like, who are you yelling at right now? This was your fault, big big fella. This was you. This was nobody else but you, man. And it was just like the the amount of times that happened, it derailed drives for them and and just inopportune times. And he, I'm not gonna say the center lost in the game. But the center had a big part of why they lost that game on Monday night. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. So let's let's keep going. And I, I we did this yesterday. Question marks, right? So let's have these two conversations real quick. I want to probably spend like two minutes a piece, two minutes a piece on them, right? Bring up two high profile names, Dallas Turner. Where are you at with him after that game? And the reason I ask is because this this edge rusher conversation, DP, is going to be close, right? You know what I'm saying? We we know we have Jared Burris, Lady Latu. Um, it's quote unquote battling for edge one, but then edge two, there's the Chop Robinson, there's the Dallas Turner, right? Type of conversation. And now we've seen light competition. We've seen Chop Robinson go against this Michigan offense, right? And that game and what he was able to do in that game. Then we've seen Dallas Turner, right? In this game, go against that Michigan offensive line. So I want to ask you, DP, where, where are you now with Dallas Turner and just his impact or lack of impact? I know he had a sack on the day, um, but where are you at with him right now? Man, I, I'm. I just, I still feel. Of course, I still feel good about him because the Pat when he, I think when it was pass rush situations, he was able to kind of still be Dallas Turner. But you were going against a team where I think he only rushed the passer seventeen times in that yeah. game. Why? Because the style of play does not fit your skill set in terms of your A trait is as an edge defender is to get after the quarterback. They said, well, we're not going to give you too many opportunities at that, big man. We're going to run this football. We're going to be balanced, and we're going to try to keep you off schedule. And I think that's going to be the question he has to answer is, like, NFL teams like, hey, how are – what are you going to do to help us on rundowns to where if teams want to take you out of the game, right, how teams are trying to take out Vaughn Miller and all those other high-profile pass rushes over the last decade or two, how do you counter that? How, how will you help us counter that, Dallas? Because – I didn't see a lot of that on 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 uh, Monday night. Yeah, and I and I agree, and that's that's exactly this game. DP is exactly the evaluation of Dallas Turner. Where you like, I'm trying, you know what I'm saying? I like yeah. it, I like it, I like it. I have a question mark, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of those types of things. But DP, real quick, JJ McCarthy, right? Because this was a conversation that we had going in. We talked about this podcast, draft prospect, quarterback prospect. The numbers look solid. DP, I think 17 to 27, 230 yards, three touchdowns, right? But what you've seen, real quick, DP, um, draft ready, draft prospect, first round, second round quarterback, or should he come back to school? Off of that game, I, I say he'll probably be a second, third round guy for me if this was his final game. He's got one more, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna give him this chance to kind of show me some more things. But the snap to snap accuracy is very it's inconsistent and it's lacking for me, Keith. So it's like the decision making, the the snap to snap accuracy. They even went to some trick plays to get them double passes and stuff to help boost those numbers that you even gave. I I'm gonna say incomplete right now. Like, I need to see what he does against Washington. You know what I mean? Because that wasn't enough for me to say, yeah, I'll take you in the first or second. 
even though they gave you opportunities, I just saw too much inconsistency. And that goes back to the fact that they don't let him get enough reps as a passer. Mm -hmm. So it's like, maybe you go back, but I want to see what he does against Washington. And then you ask me next week. (laughs) DP, all right, I'm going to wrap this up with this statement real quick. Where I'm at with the J.J. McCarthy conversation, like you said, he has one more game. But if you come back, I don't think you go back to Michigan because I don't no. think you're going to. You, I don't think you're going to get the opportunity to even develop. So for me, it's either leave Michigan and, and and go to the NFL, or leave Michigan and go somewhere where you're going to be able to try to open it up and actually develop as a passer. Because I agree with you, snap to snap accuracy. USC, go haul that Lincoln Riley. He'll give you all the chances you need. Yeah, he he will, he will, he will, he will. But DP, you know we don't have a problem with the the, the show to show accuracy, DP, because we're hitting on every show over here at the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, man. I want to say thank you, man. Shout out to our everyday. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day, man. You guys, you make the show, right? You are why we do this, man. I told you at the top of the show. If you haven't hit the like button, go hit the like button. Comment. We talked about everything. Go ahead and comment, man. Let us know how you feel about these players and these prospects. And if you're not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel, man. Listen, I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at D Talent Code, man. That is my co-host, Damian Parson, man. You can find him on X at DP underscore NFL. Like we always like to say, man, y'all come talk to us because we like to talk back. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, guys. Go subscribe. Hit automatic downloads. Download every single episode, but also leave us a five-star review. Talk to us, man, so we can hear your voice and know if there's any improvements we need to make, whatever, man. Talk to us uh, and leave us that that five-star review, all right? Listen. Come and join the conversation tomorrow. We're going to keep getting into more and more things. We still got national championship game preview and all the prospects that we talked about over the last two weeks. We're going to kind of preview that game and what needs to happen and who needs to shine. We got all that. So come and join the conversation again tomorrow on Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.